0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: believe. The Post Analog podcast.
2: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Post Analog podcast where we talk about all things over 40 whether if it's about health, music, or even cultural commentary. But before we get started with the show, I want to thank our sponsor Bet Online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use your promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, it's the Post Analog Podcast with Charlie and Nathan, where for this portion of the season where we provide music for the over 40 year olds and up who lost their interest into music, but we dig for you, especially if you belong to the 80s, 90s ear and you're not really satisfied with the top 40 commercial music out there. So for this episode, we talk about how soul and R&B really saved hip hop because for a long time when the commercialization of hip hop hit specifically with Bad Boy and Biggie Smalls dying, I still love Bad Boy, but it was just a bad period for lyricism and soulful sounds. But towards the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a breakout of R&B and soul music. So we're gonna start you off with some music, and since we had an episode with Sara, we'll start you off with a collaboration between Steve Spacek and Sara. Enjoy.
0: How they playing So
2: Okay.
3: Oh well, uh... I guess it must be nice to be SpaceX <laughs> When you're doing it real
0: big with a Side Ride, side ride. Remake. Remake Yeah, yeah Your presence is light and breezy. Your loud mm-hmm. and easy When I see you, everything is clear That you'll hear
4: to know then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and, 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 and
5: all dirty sea cups in the kitchen saying welcome to my house baby please be on your breast behavior <laughs> oh!
4: relax yourself have a drink take off my shoes up your feet whatever you want girl
5: House Places that you could go, but you and I both know where you should go. Lay your hand right here across these pillows. Before you do, let's get it all understood, though. I'm a man of many principles. I love living my life pretty sensible. Put your toes in my carpet, get comfortable. Made you work for this place, and I was short for show let's go. This is a place for you to spend all of your nights and waste all of your days. I've worked so hard for us to have a place to be. Baby, why won't you stay? almost oh, here, baby. I'm the boss and I see you cautious and weak Spent a lot of time together took losses and we Don't do no type of dumb shit flossing and sheep Walking into my house it costed it me A lot of money nothing funny cause I get it right back You can relax girl no need to fight back Got a brass waterbed bed and an Italian cook named Gino Stacicracci or something like that oh, Relax yourself <laughs> <laughs> Don't Whatever you want, girl Cause you're in my house now Relax yourself, have a drink
0: You
5: can't you won't oh, Hey, who produced this? Who you think? You maintain the integrity of the good Real, traditional, filthy, under the nail Underground, dirt hip-hop
0: act grown up you ask too many questions baby you wonder about my love all I'm asking all I'm asking you can we hang out tonight will you show up have fun if you want to girl you ain't gotta act grown up you ask too many questions baby. Work with me. Beggars can't be choosy, but don't choose me. Ain't got nothing for you, so much to do. Abuse, bruise, and booze when they out with you. We doubt you knew the trout you threw. Pales in comparison, built for music. The trouble is, he like cameras on the traffic light everywhere. Music so loud, I don't see them stare. We caught up in the glare. The fact remains they can't add to the lair. Boco comes in twos, they won't split the pair unless they share, and we won't go there. Talk to the fang, the tongue won't listen. It's a few out there that's missing my glisten. MC Dwight not light, so stop looking, listen. Dang about empty, come hang out with me. Girl, you ain't gotta act grown up. You ask too many questions, baby. You wonder about my love. All I'm asking, all I'm asking, is can we hang out tonight? Will you show up? Have fun if you want to, girl. You ain't gotta act grown up. You ask too many questions, baby. You wonder about.
3: We talk about Nina, we talk about Nina, we talk about Nina. Ha 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 ha! Check out this bizarre story that I got about this chick in a car. I met her at this bar and Philly called the all. True school party and I'm feeling like a star. I'm chilling with the boys, we out to make some noise. Fishing for a missus, mission search and destroy. You know the hit and run, you smashed and you dash, or you can fall in love soon as you get that ass. For me, I was just chilling, that's really not my thing. Tonic with some lime and I'm scoping out the scene. Then I see Miss Thing, I like the. M- my sights, vision of perfection, my obsession for the night, is she black or she white, or another slight mix, Mexican and Asian, dark skin white chick, y'all know that's my thing, I jumped on it quick, thicker than a snicker, had to kick it to the mist, she said, my name is Nina, I said, okay, linda, you know I'm a musician with a picture for latinas, she said, that's cool I'm black, south african in fact, I understand your Spanish, but your accent is whack. Quick on the attack, I kept my composure. Should I fall back, man? Nah, I pimped in closer. My English is just fine, and your beauty is sublime. On this continent, miss, you should constitute a dime. I'm cool with the rhyme, but slicker with the drag. And in a few minutes, I'll be feeling on her ass. For her, she just laughed. I caught her by surprise. Said, I need directions. I'm lost in your eyes. She fell for it, guys. Hook, line, and sinker. Now I start to feel like this chick's not a thinker. Attitude, no aptitude. Imagine her condition after she's had a few. We talk, about Nina. We, we talk, talk about, about Nina, we talk about Nina, we talk about Nina. Nina. Nina don't bartender, bartender. Come serve her up and put it all on this card right here. I talk, I talk, she drank, she drank. And then she says something like I think I can't make it to my car. Can you help me out? I said no problem. She kissed me on the mouth. She tasted like a mixture of 151 and straight. Gasoline, but I'm not a picky one. I grabbed her coat, then I grabbed her keys, then I grabbed her arm and said, Ma'am, could you please lead the way? Seafood play, this has got to be the best way for me to end the day. She looked better than the government check. It was her beauty, not a booty, that's worked to Mike Epps You know I'm a vet, so we marched and we stepped She said, I'm parked around the corner, it's the Benz on the left A Benz, a Benz, did this broad say a Benz? They took everything I had for me not to call my friends Or lose my lunch, but then all at once This girl sobered up like she was never drunk She, she said, that was all up front, Mr. Walk like a man Remember me a few years back to a van? I stuttered, I stammered, I look for the camera And when I looked back, she was reaching for the hammer Pulled out the jammy Aimed it at my throat She yelled I said, Stop, no, don't Pistol with me Then she hit me swept me off my feet quickly Got me for my DS And my sidekick three She made me stand up Then she told me Strip down What you gonna do With that glow stick now She opened up the trunk Made me crawling into it About to squeeze the trigger I said Please don't do it 50 paintballs At point blank range I flinched out in pain, she said, "Remember my face. Consider this a message to the woman you disgrace. You use us and abuse us anytime you feel horny. Then bounce and you leave a fake number in the morning. I cried, apologize, but as the tears started forming, she laughed, blew a kiss, then she slammed the trunk on me. We talk about Nina. We talk about Nina. We talk about Nina. We talk about Nina dos."
5: They wanna fight you Say you should not go to lunch you know what he fight do I heard She just said she don't like you She read your letter Might be better if you just hide After school gonna tease you After school catch a ride Might as well be a recluse. Wait to get home to cry They said this is the cycle I knew Growing up is the
3: future Go getter Gonna face fear like oh, Who Weather, No sweat Next day i will wait for the bus Another day to wait for my fight Or wait for my Every time I find a field
4: goal I'll feel it, face it, then let it go It's right. Come on.
2: post-analog podcast with it's nqs rilo or nathan but since i'm going by charlie let's go charlie and nathan
1: yeah let's do it
2: for this pod and for this episode we're going to be talking about uh the transition from hip-hop to r&b yep um i'll start off first if that's cool (laughs) do it um for me because you're more of the underground head i was like Mm -hmm. going to filipino parties because of like nate uh Russell, yeah, because he took me to like those events that were like really, God, I'm going to date ourselves, were like really commercial
1: and jiggy. Hey, but that was the scene that was popping. It got the girls. I get it, dude. Yeah, yeah. and it was crazy because I was never exposed to that because you and I would go to Unity. And actually, I was going to say, to your credit, you had the perfect balance, right? You were going to the backpacker shit with me, and you were going to the jiggy stuff with Russell. So you got to see both worlds, so that all worked out. You know, you got the full exposure.
2: Yeah, and, and the crazy thing is, sorry, I was uh, drinking on some delicious uh,
1: Moscow, mules. Moscow
2: mules created by Sin. Um, the good thing about that was I felt like... I didn't... I didn't what, what, what do kids go through right now? They call themselves imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I didn't go through that. No. I was like, you know what? This is for the ass shaking. Yeah. And I think I made it such a point, like, in high school, like, all my friends are mixed race. Mm-hmm. Like, you, mm-hmm. Jeremy, who's white. Yeah. You know, Tony was Hispanic. Yeah. You know, Warren, then they're all Latins and mixed Latins. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it was just like, you know, it's such a new discovery. Yeah. Going from... Understanding like J. Rudra Damaja, mm-hmm. uh Black Moon, yeah, The Alcoholics, and then going into this Peaches and Cream thing. Puffy,
1: Bad Boy, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and, and and honestly, you, just to recap for the audience, you decided hip-hop was whack like 93. You mm-hmm. were early, before yeah. even the Source Mag. Yeah. Was it 94 when they put that out?
1: I think there was, it was 94 and 96, I forget, but it was like... Yeah, mid-90s, basically. They were, they were declaring hip-hop was dead in the mid-90s. And, and, it was you, were, Magazine.
2: and you were saying it was dead before that.
1: Which is why I was playing Moax. You know what I mean? Like, when everybody wanted to hear, and again, not to say that this was played, but uh, on the West Coast here, it was Snoop and Dre. And it's not that I didn't like them, but I just thought there was better shit out. And that's it. But everybody wanted to hear that. So if I went out to a party trying to play left field Mo Wax instrumentals from Crush or Vadim or Shadow, people were like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? And it's like, this is that next shit, fool. You're going to figure it out in 2022. And lo and behold, in 2022, lo-fi hip hop is all the rage. Right. You know? It's but, a trip.
2: But so did you go through a gap? Because this is this pot is for people in their 40s, right? Yeah. You know, Gen Z and millennials can learn from it. Yeah. From our experience, right? Yeah. But I know you went through a jungle phase. Yes. That was when you said, you know what, hip-hop's whack. Here you go, Charles. Here's some Ronnie size. Have you heard of this guy? No. Here's some Ronnie size. And you went to Plastic Man for House. Yeah. Um, and a lot of different like underground stuff.
1: Well, the way you were listening to also like rock, you know, it's like we listen to stuff other than hip hop, you know, and sometimes it depends on who we're hanging out, hanging around with. So, like on the house side, Tony, our friend, was that's what he was into. And he, but he also came from a hip hop background. So, for a hip hop head to be playing me house music opened me up to listening to what he was trying to show me. And then, so, yeah, if I was hanging out with Tony, the way you would hang out with Russell, at the Jiggy Spot, I would go with to Tony to some underground warehouse house party. And then I'd be like, oh, this is dope, too, you know?
2: And then I would occasionally listen, well, we both listened to KCRW because yeah. it was Jason Bentley who ironically introduced us to Diggable Plants. Yeah. Not like Friday Night Flavors yeah. or any of those mix shows, which are dope. Yeah, It was Jason Bentley who played that. It was KCRW that introduced me to that DJ Crush remix, mm-hmm. you know, of uh, Pete Rock and Seal yeah. Smooth. So I think we were venturing out because we were seeking other stuff than hip hop.
1: You know what else is a trip? I don't know. You just spark this thought. And this is kind of something I do miss from back in the day. When you were comparing markets, right? We compare what was played on commercial radio stations. We compare what was played on college Radio station. So, like KCRW turned this on to a lot of shit. Shortwave. Exactly. But the crazy thing is, if I go even further, dig even further than that, a lot of the music that I got exposed to was stuff being played in record shops before I even heard it on college radio. So, there, and I don't know, talking about this uh, triggered this one thought. Uh, beat Nonstop on Melrose was a popular record store. What was great about going to beat nonstop was they were always playing what they thought was the next shit. And they were ahead of the game on even college radio. So the way college radio has a leg up on commercial radio, um, actually hearing music curated in an actual record shop by those buyers was even better than a college radio experience. So I got turned on to a lot of music just hanging out in fucking record shops all day, you know. And uh, that was another great place. So that's how I started finding Moax and all that stuff. Was just hanging out and like, what the hell is this?
2: And to your credit, though, mm-hmm. not a lot of hip hop heads like mm-hmm. went Moax. We're, we're literally giving the fault, right? Yeah. If these motherfuckers are listening, who like, we're gonna pose like yeah. you were one of the few people.
1: Oh yeah, it was that
2: introduced me to Moax, and mm-hmm. that was like. There was Trip Hop, which is very on the more Chiba end. Yeah. On the Portish Head end. Yeah. But Moax, and, and we're literally giving the vault, right? Yeah. So all you want to be, I was digging into that. No, you didn't. You didn't. Because not no. even KCRW heads no. were playing this shit. Yeah. That was like, I would say that could still come back today's underground.
1: Yeah. For sure. Even when you were playing me again, that crushed, uh Pete Rock shit um or, dude just phenomenal like that music still could stand the test of time it's still knocks it's still ridiculous music you know and to think that that was coming out 20 years ago dude that's insane and people were like not trying to hear it and now they're like what is that you know right right so.
2: if you could share i don't know if we're <laughs> gonna stretch this too much how you lost those records or do you you not uh, want to talk about that that? is
1: pretty painful but i will share because it's a lesson for future djs right here's the funny thing and actually you know what to be honest it was karma coming back to me and you're gonna laugh at this story the reason i started buying vinyl was because at the time in high school, I was known as the guy who had the hot tapes, right? So I was going out and buying that new Cypress Hill tape. All my friends were asking me to borrow my tapes and I would never get them back. So I started buying vinyl because none of you fuckers had record (laughs) players. (laughs) Right, <laughs> And I was like, they're not going to ask to borrow this record. Right. So in a way, it was a way for me to hold on to my records. Now, where I say this came back to me karmically, and that's fucked up. That's how I'm hoarding music is. Yeah. I had a uh, sort of friend, sort of acquaintance, friendly, acquaintance. friendly acquaintance. And he begged me, he was going to, he had heard me play a set like somewhere Liked all the music I played. And he had a a backyard or some event or party coming up. And he begged to borrow just one crate of my heat so he could play it at this party. So, like a fucking idiot, I let him borrow a crate of my, like... heaters. Like, heaters, dude. Heaters, 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 heaters. And that fucker just never heard from him again. He took off. I think he even moved out of state. And he took that crate with him. And that was, like... I mean, literally, my, my creme de la creme, you know, hard-earned, digging in record stores, hours on end, heat, and he just jacked me.
2: So, do if you don't mind going through this list, and I'll set it up uh-huh. uh, to see if any of those records sound familiar, because this is from the 90s, so Nathan's looking at a playlist yeah. for, from for uh, Moax, but it was so amazing, and this is not going to sound concrete, but it was just like really dope drum programming where it was still hardware when it was tough. Yeah. The samples were very Eurocentric. If you've listened to like New Wave, uh-huh. those were like the synths, the synthesizers that Nathan was uh, playing for me at that time. Uh-huh. It was very like Eurocentric. I wonder if we should just randomly play something or do any of those um,
1: Here's artist s- sounds, there's sounds a familiar. Should I just play something? Sure. More? I'm
2: going to pot it up. Go for it whenever you're ready.
1: Let's see, uh, there's an ad playing right now. Hold on a second. Go for it. Pot it up. So, this is kind of like the vibe of late night, just heads music, you know, Um, instrumental, left field. And then sometimes they would collaborate with artists, you know, who were outside the state. So, in this case, this is a French collaboration right here. So, they have a French MC on here it was just sick like it's just so different you know even now if you listen to it, it's just... just
2: circa 93 people yeah this is like you, you know what though there was like a Day sample mm-hmm. that's the up-tempo stuff i hopefully we can find yeah. but if we don't
1: yeah yeah see
2: this is 1993 people yeah yeah this like is... this back then was like so different like yeah. don't get me wrong it was cool, like you could li- listen to like Tash from The Alcoholics, yeah. The Far Side, even pre-JD working on yeah. the second album. But you and I were people that like we want more.
1: Yeah. Like, show me, it- yeah, show me some other shit from around the world, even.
2: Like one of the best concerts. That I- we're just gonna let people understand the vault. Like, we attended a Digable Planets concert in uh, Occidental. Occidental College, yeah. Yeah. and they were playing so much, mm-hmm. so much of that yeah. stuff, yeah. and even, like, non-molex. Yeah,
1: you know why, because, yeah, King Brit was DJing, Philly DJ, yes. and, you know, King Brit's a Before legend. blowing up Exactly, exactly. That's an important point and yeah and that's how he made a name was playing stuff like that like what is this shit you know
2: so so we were looking for solace right mm-hmm. like i was looking for um something else because when i would go to the clubs like asian girls hate me
4: mm-hmm. for the listeners mm-hmm. i'm asian because
2: mm-hmm. i was like Maybe I thought I was way too hip Mm -hmm. or my mouth. You know, I'm a mouthy dude. Mm -hmm. So, and especially if you're 20, you don't know, you're not as Mm self-aware. So Asian bitches hated me. Mm -hmm. But you and I, the most common thing we had had was we had game with Latin girls and mixed Mm -hmm. girls. Yeah.
1: That was our game. Flavor. Just bad flavor. And you were just different. Yeah.
2: Because you didn't do the typical like have plenty, oh, I'm like Jason Kidd, the basketball player thing. Yeah. You know, you were like the artiste. Yeah. And I thought I was the artiste. Mm-hmm. So, it was really seeking solace. And then, for the listener, you know, if we look at uh, King Britt, right, and then mm-hmm. he had a couple of joints, which I guess the most commercial hit was with Silk 130, mm-hmm. the reason. Mm-hmm. So, this is kind of like what The soul We were looking for Right
4: Yeah
2: Um. We'll talk about Amp Fiddler yeah. Dwelle in a little bit So this was very I don't know if I'm Coining this the wrong way mm-hmm. But very Hip hop hipster
1: Yeah 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 Because it was Eclectic hip hop You know And anything sort of Not so much urban But a little bit more Eclectic <laughs> Gets Yeah it's closer to like The hipster Hipster hip hop Yeah
2: right like we knew about basquiat yeah you know we were like noticing more creative graph art yeah it wasn't street art yet yeah but we would like love that
1: yeah good again we were culture
2: not even curating yeah just like consumers
1: consumers cultural consumers Mm -hmm.
2: yeah this was dope dude
1: you know also was dope i mean soulful yeah i don't there's a weird tangent to this too yeah, this, the, this and i think of this because of that, i if that's okay yeah yeah no, no and i think of this cuz you're playing king brit and i think king brit was one of the dj's big in bringing on this artist Do you remember ursula rucker yes so she was more spoken...
2: Predated spo- exactly she was the mother of that mm
1: mm-hmm. and more like spoken word so there's like uh, this search for sort of spirituality in hip-hop so that's why it kind of like it progressed from like mcs to more soulful and like singing and then even from soul it started progressing to even just straight up poetry spoken word and like ursula rucker was like huge you know
2: can i play one uh, that she was semi-noticed for yeah. um you no know, because the internet was in the advent yet right mm-hmm. But uh, this one was called Philadelphia Child. This is from 2001. What's it? You know, um, see, there's the Congo drums yeah. right there. Yeah, you that's know?
1: spirituality, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was kind of like the answer to, like, remember when Queen Latifah, Moni Love? Yeah. They were doing, like, that Afrocentric yeah. stuff? Yeah. This was Mine. the next. Yeah, that's a City. great
1: analogy. That is. It's. It was, like, yeah, Afrocentricity 50. Part 2.0. Right, yeah.
2: but Bridget, rhythm City. and blues. Yeah. So, yeah. not so much hip hop. Yeah. You know, the spoken word Mind, element that, like, wild. what you said mm-hmm. was, like, flowers. so hypocritical. Yeah. Because wind. it's like, child power. Cool. Mm-hmm. Which, let class, me give you credit. You said loop based stuff. Yeah. But and now this yards. is like, dude, this is a band. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, full on orchestration and yes. Sh- Syndrome, yeah, Yes. Great yeah. word. And yeah.
4: Lovely, so, there's a spoken word
2: element right there.
1: She's so sick, dude.
4: Philadelphia child piled high. With visions of his story.
2: Dark will say, Mm -hmm. This is the fucking snide, like, comedy fan of me of the East Coast. Mm -hmm. I hate it like that snap the finger shit. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know like too corny. Yeah, yeah.
2: Even though it felt, so like, smells real smells hard. Smells.
1: I thought
2: that was corny.
1: I know too many. What were your yeah.
2: thoughts about that? It just, and it was a take
1: on old beatnik Hall, culture. They I would do that. But it's rock it, rock it was unnecessary. Like, this, this, is this, this is other, something else. So let's, like, four just four keep it real. Like, a hand clap. Uh, fucking Arsenio Hall, Hall, Hall. Fucking dog pound response is totally fine, you know? Right.
2: So, look at this long intro. It's a spoken word. Yeah
0: declaration of so that's like
1: yeah
2: that was an intro this is like here what does it say there I, I don't know can you see how long that was
1: uh Four thirty. yeah so
2: that's four thirty of this
1: yeah
2: you know and like
1: it was deep though you know and, and you think about it right being 20 something year olds at the time listening to a spoke or hip-hop providing the gateway drug to get to somebody like Ursula Rucker, you had to fall pretty far down the hip hop rabbit hole. You had to throw through all its iterations and how it morphed into soul. And then, and then you got to like hip hop spirituality spoken word. You were so far down the rabbit hole at that point. But how awesome was that? That in our twenties, we were exposed to that kind of maturity. You know what I mean? And and I I felt hip. Exactly. I felt special. Yeah, seriously. I mean, because it's a different kind of education. You know, you can go to college and learn certain things, but this was like an education just of the soul, of like culture, of spirit. It, it, there's just so much to be valued in that. You right. Know?
2: So let me give them an example of the hip-hop sense, right? Like, um, basically, someone like Mos Def... Mm-hmm. You know, he would play Umi says, right? And then mm-hmm. for him, this yeah. was his version. Yeah. So I guess this would be tolerable tolerable in the popular underground as I coined that. Yeah. Because there was underground and then popular underground. Yeah. This is popular in the game, right? So like this was his
5: I don't want to write this down I don't want to tell you how I feel right
4: yeah.
2: now His interpretation, yeah. right? I don't want to take
5: yeah. no time to
3: write this down So let me ask you hey, tomorrow
5: may never talk. Is this more
2: tolerable mm-hmm. As a hip-hop head For yeah. you mm-hmm. Or was it equal? Like you like Ursula Rucker King Britt? equally as much or did you have to no transition into this to sorry to put you on the spot no but no these are that's, li- that's these a these good thoughtful, insightful exactly, questions exactly right? that's
1: why it's taking me a minute to think about that I never thought about it like here, that here let me go go for it
2: um I was so linear and mm-hmm. binary I saw it as separate okay. it wasn't until like 10 years after this I go yeah. oh this was part of that yeah I still saw this as like most most is like kind of diving into it. but i didn't realize this was like the part of the family and that's, that soul and hip-hop
1: and i think now if i really think about your question and we've talked about this before what i miss about hip-hop like when it was in its prime that quote-unquote golden era hip-hop what made that era so special was Every single artist coming out sounded completely different than the next guy. As sure. opposed to now, every artist com- coming out sounds like fucking Drake. You know what I mean? Or Edgy, it's edge It's homogeny. homogeny. But back then, hip-hop rewarded a different voice. So what I think was cool about this song is Most deaf was different than... Freaking uh, Snoop and Dre was different than The Far Side, was different than Diggable Planets, had their own tongue, but they were different than De La Soul. And then you had like a, you know, Dull the Funky Home. It was just so much different kinds of music that all fell under that umbrella of hip hop. So, I sort of to answer your question, this most deaf track for me checked off that box. Like, good, something new in hip hop. Like, fucking. MC who's known as a freestyle master freestyling spoken word on a track. I was like, dope, different. Do it.
2: Yeah, and, and honestly. So even on the commercial end, you like you listen to like Missy Misdemeanor
5: mm-hmm. with Timbaland. like
2: past that Dutch you know and I can stand the rain with like that bass cadet sound from the SR10 you know for me it felt like even popular music had a variety but you know ironically what I thought was kind of like leading towards that Mm -hmm. was when the 45 King produce hard knock life for Jay Z, yeah. It was just one of those things that I go, Huh. I thought it was yeah. Premier for the longest time. Okay. So let me admit fault.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought, oh yeah, this is Premier. You yeah. know it's forty five King. Mm-hmm. And if we're forty five King to you know, start playing like this Yeah. Take the
1: line out Yeah. That's uh uh-huh. This That's like but it's forty five King? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy.
2: But I felt like this was...
1: Uh-huh. I'm going
2: to sound corny. No, do it. There was a pain mm-hmm. that felt staring towards soul because of the vocal sample.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Jay-Z's like... You yeah. You can feel him being corporate. Yeah. But the utilization of that Annie sample...
1: Yeah.
2: I was just like... This is not Who can I use This was not Diggable planets No This was not Even Slum Village Mm -hmm. Right Because this predates Slum Village But this Just felt like An old school head Is feeling kind of Painful here
1: Yeah Yeah you know yeah. when I come through. And, like and but he made a how can I, I say so it you think not get paid well for this i think he did to be honest with you because that had a lot of crossover appeal and to be honest conceptually it is a great concept like fantastic song Annie in hip-hop and, and it makes it hard knock life this dude's from you know what i mean like new york projects like and sort of giving an urban experience in a fucking Broadway musical form. That's, dude. But I'll even say that in, on that note, am I going to go out and see Hamilton, the play? I'm not. That's going to feel painful to me. And not to knock it, but like, I don't think I could get through that, dude. I don't know if you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about? Say what again? So I was looking at YouTube. There's a play... Mm. Hamilton
2: Hamilton I refuse to watch I it I can't do it's it It's too much
1: I, That's like It's too much Stop dude You know what I mean Like it is It's like it's just No Like now we're getting A little too far With like hip hop Having some crossover appeal Like Right Yeah
2: You know what's interesting We haven't even gotten To the soul part yet I know. But I'm gonna play this joint Okay Um It's one of those Bravo moments That made me fall in love with Kanye Okay Because he sampled Labisa Free. Free hmm and, and and let me be confessional here I didn't know who Lebisa V was But, but fuck you know, Did this hit
1: Yeah This is a dope jam for sure
2: One of the best yeah. ones One of the best yeah. ones
1: If you know what it
2: means, what Like to use this. Yeah. And you know, Kanye has a m- mid sound.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I yeah. love
4: this Kanye. Yeah,
1: yeah, for this sure. This was the Kanye, yeah. the first two albums. Yeah.
2: So, you yeah. know what? With this song, I think it was inevitable for like underground heads. Mm-hmm. And be depreciators to go, so is going to take over.
1: Yeah.
2: Because there's so much garbage, bro.
1: Yeah. It had to, hip hop needed to evolve and incorporate more into its own vocabulary. So incorporate, like, the hip-hop we started listening to right before that we were into jazzy hip-hop jazzy sure. hip-hop
2: guru jazz and then so uh, didia
1: davenport exactly all that shit. so now to hip-hop to go like oh now we're gonna take soul you know it just made sense it just started uh what's the word like camp or eating up other genres and like pulling it in t- to the point of like Annie, yeah well we can do that too you know what i mean like so yeah soul uh it just, it was a natural evolution. Can
2: I play the original? Yeah, okay, so this is the original Labisa Free, right? This is fucking great, dude. I miss long intros. Yeah. This is my song. Ah! This yeah.
1: kills me. Yeah.
4: And no one can take it away.
2: Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Like, it's been so m- like for all the underground heads that always played good music. By the way, I need to give a shout out to DJ Prophet mm-hmm. He mixed in excess. Mm-hmm. I need you tonight to Kate Bush running up that hill.
4: Damn,
1: dude!
2: For an eighties party.
1: That's dope. Yeah.
2: Let me play that, but Bust let me let, let, let me uh, finish this this, okay. this Labrice Safri song. But now you're here. Dude, he's talking to you.
1: Yeah. He wasn't even singing.
2: Yeah. And I wonder if you know. It destroys me. That's fucking dope. Like, even this moment. Like, I feel like goosebumps. Yeah. Sick. It feels good. Yeah. Dude, it was like. Like, it was. It was a Jonathan shout out to Mixer John.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This fuckface Mixer John uh-huh. used to take me to the arena. Uh-huh.
1: I'm
2: like, what? Taking me to a gay club? <laughs> but he didn't realize there was a smaller room and he played like underground hip hop. Hip hop, yeah. And fucking he used to have me MC. Yeah. And then this fuckface,
1: uh-huh.
2: penis face Mixer <laughs> John. Had a guy, I used to want to be a rapper, uh-huh. right? MC uh-huh. before, uh-huh. Webb on the mic. Yeah, yeah. And he had a guy, like, come on. Uh-huh. And then he was, like, teasing me and prodding me to fucking rap battle him. So I rap battle someone at the arena.
1: That's crazy, dude.
2: And it wasn't even good. Yeah. People were, like, going crazy, like, yeah. who's this Chino? Yeah, yeah. Fucking rap. And I, I, I didn't freestyle. I just, you know, yeah, he yeah. would right verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. I just spit that fucking verse that I wrote. That's fucking Like a dumb. cheater.
1: No, that's... Like a scumbag. <laughs> Hey, but you got the crowd,
2: and then I would get like one or two lines that was yes. freestyle, and then i would go back to the written, yeah, yeah. But uh, here, let me go to DJ Profits fucking dude, just destroyed it like the destruction, like okay. And it's interesting because Presto and I went, uh, you, you had COVID, okay, but we went, oh, yeah, out, yeah, but we went to Highland Park, uh huh, and we went to um, the Tiki T
1: mm-hmm. on Sunset, yeah.
2: And it was such a stark contrast because the Tiki T had like people our age group and older. Yeah. And then we went to Highland Park on York. It uh-huh. was a new bar. I don't. I can't even name you. Uh-huh. But they were fucking bouncing to '90s shit, dude.
1: That's dope. It yeah. was
2: incredible. Like they knew all the lyrics and the, from popular to underground shit.
1: Damn, that's dope.
2: So for me, it was just one of those things that um, uh, I can't even spell profit. How fucking stupid am I? <laughs>
1: P R O P H E T.
2: Which one? Yeah. I'm trying to find. Oh, so this says DJ Profit NY. Is it this one? No, I have to go under my fucking friends list. And I you know definitely
1: want to hear this mix, dude. Dude, it
2: was it was.
1: Those are the guys I give the most props to. You know what a stretch that is? You know what I mean? That's uh, that's uh, you're going for it, dude. Like. That's almost like the equivalent of throwing Hail Marys. And when you catch, it's like, that's a moment. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I here. Def- I want to hear this. Uh,
2: could you read this? Because it feels like at the top of what DJ Profits said.
1: Uh, plug one, two made it up on the spot. So, okay.
2: so I'm going to play this and the millennials in and Gen thank Zers. you
3: break room 86 this past saturday night i made my debut at the houston brothers 80s theme speakeasy in k-town and it was an oh 80s my night. god i might have had the time of my life thank you Chad, for making that happen all the beautiful party people in the place that took the ride with me on 80s night let's go
2: in excess Duh. right yeah kids were trying to figure out i knew from the drum line like this is kate bush
1: they were like fuck that's sick and that was a clean ass fucking mix yes damn <laughs> even the crowd's reaction that was dope
2: so yeah i mean
1: you know what's funny you know we're talking about white labels and bootlegs and all this
2: mm-hmm.
1: Do you know I actually released a white label on this? Uh, what was it called?
2: I know, I remember. I just don't know the name.
1: Yeah, there was a. But said I did. They it, used
2: to do the fucking mailers for you from your old job.
1: Yeah, uh, but I dropped a excess bootleg. Did I ever play that for you? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah okay, yeah. So that's funny that you. Was play. it I
2: need you tonight? Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. That shit came out, dude. White label underground. Like so, talking about the whole mashup era, you know. Um, it was great to be able to. Before YouTube algorithms could catch your bullshit. You right. know what I mean? You could fly shit under the radar. Right. Now it's a lot harder. So,
2: yeah. I mean, I think it was inevitable
1: mm-hmm.
2: that... Uh, I i hate to call it R&B, but that's the snobbing... Uh, let me just call it R&B. But Rhythm and Blues and Soul was, mm-hmm. like, inevitable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, let me play, like... Here, I'll play your Dwelle song mm-hmm. after I play mine. Yeah. Like, for, for me, this was... Um, what got me and I got hooked. Mm-hmm. You know, we played Shahra, right? Yeah. They were like, after this, yeah. So um, this was kind of like what really got me is like there was hip hop elements.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great track.
2: But the link up with Tina Marie, I was like, okay,
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
2: okay, Dwelly. Mm-hmm. I can forgive your Coke commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's sold out. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're like, I see you. I see you.
2: Love that. Yeah. Sorry for the 128 kilobits. But go ahead. You were going to say something.
1: Let me let this song rock out a little bit because this is a dope song. But something I was discussing earlier today.
2: Who with Dick Face?
1: Yeah. I want... It'll be unnamed. He brought up a good point, though something I didn't catch.
2: And this is per- I don't want to give him credit. No, but no, no but
1: this is perfectly, seriously, on par with what we're talking to, to show you just how far hip hop has come. Kendrick Lamar's new album, Kendrick Lamar, sure, hip hop god at this point. His new album features a track with Beth Gibbons of Portishead. Do you know how amazing that is? Sure, and how Digger. Dude, yeah, I mean, the fact Kendrick is putting on Portishead in 20, like, that's so amazing, dude. Like, that's unbelievable. So basically, hip-hop pulling in someone I would consider a folk artist on, like, the biggest hip-hop album is featuring folk artists and making it work. That's how dope Hip Hop is, dude. And that's how far it's come. That's insane, dude.
2: Like, I, I shared this part. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, you know.
1: Shout out to Lee James, even though Charles is mad at him right now. <laughs> but yeah, we were discussing that earlier, dude. That, yo, yeah, dude. There you go. We've been talking a lot about him lately, too.
2: Like, Mac Miller yeah. is underrated. Yeah. But. I know this is a little inside baseball But like it's complicated, You know we're gonna get to like where the hell you Like All these instruments are from House mm-hmm. And these dick face producers are so Lucky that they have them like as In access by the way. But like I can't keep on you. The you Like that synth right yeah. there Is a house
1: yeah. synth yeah. yeah
2: I can't keep on
4: losing you. Super dope. And
2: then have, like, a DJ effect. with
4: Yeah.
5: Another house. Yeah. There's a
1: great collab right here. Yeah. And you know what I have to give credit to this? Is
2: yeah. yes. huh. when I would visit my dad in the Philippines. The
5: Philippine Airways would
2: play this really? on the regular.
1: That's fucking dope. That's super sick.
2: Because mm. all Filipinos want to think they, they, they,
1: they can sing and I, I dude i even told you real talk recently i'm like i text you impress like did i sleep on this dude like i'm just really starting to go down the mac miller rabbit hole and i'm like damn dude like i kind of slept on this dude he's got some he was pretty talented dude like and even this song is a perfect example and to show his influence at that age you know like him and anderson Paak on essentially like a house track rapping What's not to like? You know what I mean? So as we wrap... Soulfully. Yes. Soulfully. That's the big point.
2: So as we Mm wrap, for the listening audience who are 40 and over, though millennials and Gen Z can listen to this, Mm -hmm. is rhythm and blues and soul the natural progression to hip hop at least for the early 2000s? Yeah. It It is, right? It was
1: a great first step into incorporating other genres into the genre.
2: Because I think we should do an episode on how dope house and mm-hmm. hip hop are so linked. Yeah. Like, even Drake put out fucking house shit. Yeah. And even Black Eyed Peas, we try to be underground again, which doesn't work. Yeah. If you go underground, super commercial, and mm-hmm. then you try to go underground again, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. You you lose your audience.
1: No, and, um, and even again, shouts to our boy Tony why me and Tony got along was we were in two different parallels, right? He was in the house scene and I was in the hip hop scene. But if I were to describe the kind of music Tony played, especially at that time, if hip hop was 120 BPM, that's the kind of stuff he was playing. So it's like, basically the sound was the same. The only difference was the tempo in traditional hip hop. Like what we were listening to was 96 BPM. Let's just say the basic tempo of hip-hop but there was hip-hop had a lot of links to house and some house was just almost like sped up hip-hop and it still worked you know um so there's it's just again amazing how much uh soul house all the way up to now folk you know it could all be blended into the genre so
2: yeah. because i'm going to be creating a playlist you guys listen just listen to it what mm-hmm. we do is we create a playlist for you uh the foreign exchange mm-hmm. is one dwell for sure who's the third one you think Bilal?
1: Bilal's dope. Uh-huh. Um Would you consider uh, Victor Duplay
2: yeah. soul? Yeah.
1: Ex- absolutely. And he was I he did a lot of early collabs with the King Brit. King, King Britt. Brit. Okay. House Philly. So yes. So yeah, for sure.
2: Okay, cool. Signing off uh the post-analog podcast with Nathan and Charlie. Thanks.
1: Peace. The post analog podcast. For Generation X.
3: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.